What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Ryan Rosillo in a couple minutes here. But first, Linz, what do you got? All right, real quick, guys. Guess what, Cappy? This is probably the uh, festival for you this weekend. Coachella is in town. Mm. And I feel like that's something that you should probably go to, or you probably want to go to at least. Um, it's going to take place this weekend from April 14th through the 16th. Mm-hmm. And then the second weekend is the following, April 21st through 23rd. The headliners include uh, Bad Bunny, Blackpink, yeah. and yeah. Frank Ocean. And guess what? Last minute tickets are still available. Obviously, you have to get them on like you know the second secondary market. But there's some three-day general admission passes going for as low as $365 on Vivid Seats. That's like $100 lower than all the other websites. And if you want to go the following weekend, you can get tickets for around 400 bucks. So it's still not too late to buy tickets to Coachella, even though you probably want to call in a Hey King, Cappy. You know, I've never been to Coachella, number one. Never been. Two, um, this is ridiculous, George. You've got to travel. There he is right on the CW. You got to schlep all over the world? Uh, hello, friend. <laughs> Sorry, that was my bad. I hit it on accident. Yeah. So I've never been Maybe to Coachella. Maybe you can see some of these Coachella artists on the CW, too. You never know. That would be good. Yeah. The crosswalk. Um, I've never been. And, George, as you're going to be schlepping around doing NBA basketball games, in the next two weekends, I have weddings back-to-back weekends. Friday in Phoenix this week. And the following Friday in Tampa. I, I, well, why do people get married in April like this? I don't know. Weather. Is that the deal? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not too hot. It's not too cold. So I've never been to Coachella. And, um, and I'm actually kind of pissed about it, to be honest with you. Because I had a really close friend that had a big-ass house out there. And uh, artists would rent his house out. And he'd be in all these parties. And he's like, you're never going to believe who was in my house last night. I'm like, who? He's like, Beyonce. I'm like, nuh-uh. He's like, yeah, 100%, guarantee here. I'll show you the pictures. I'm like, you're kidding me. Yeah. So, never I mean, been. And you, you love a good star bleeper story. So I love Beyonce. Yeah. And, um, you know, presumably, Jay-Z would have been you know close by, and then he and I would have broed out, right. hugged it out, probably not business together. Yeah, probably not. You don't think so? Mm. Could have talked about how my hair used to look like what his hair currently looks like. Right. You don't think so, huh? No, you. Pro- I thought you'd ask him for money advice, but I mean that's kind of usually your route in that scenario. Well, I mean, I would definitely. I love to, you know. I mean, like when we were like playing to... pickleball that one day, you ever heard those guys talking about like a six-figure transaction, and you were like literally like prying into their conversations. Well, so. I, I like I like to uh, you know listen to successful people yeah. and follow their lead. Ryan Rosillo of the Ringer he has one of the most important and popular sports podcasts in America at the moment. It's uh, very aptly named the uh, Ryan Rosillo show and you can find it wherever you find your podcast. Of course Uh, it is. It's very creative. I I think straight to the point even actually is, is more important. I wonder what I get from this Ryan Rosillo show. You're like, a full dose of Ryan Rosillo. I mean, that's probably what you want. If you're looking for the Ryan Rosillo show, is that, uh, is that the way to describe it there, Ryan? Yeah, I think, you know, looking back at the run, everybody's path and, there was such a reluctance to put my name on anything for such a long time. But I think now I want shows that I'm not even on. <laughs> after me. So um, it's, a, it's a bit of, you know, you'd have to really know my history. Um, so I'm not going to repeat it for everybody. But yeah, it's uh, the name seems to make sense. So the yeah. kids like it. I mean, it works for me. You know what I mean? I like it. Thank you know, you. I mean, yeah. that's all. That really talk matters. about working out on this show or what, man? No, oh, come on. Other people bring it up way more than I do, uh, but there's a, there's a tough picture of me in a cashmere pullover in Utah where I look pretty fat. So, um, you know, the 
there's some really disappointed people out there. So, you know, just uh, time to get back to work. Oh, uh, so. dude, I remember you were on a couple of years ago and you, you, it was literally like the day after an earthquake. And you told the story about how um, your entire like weight set got all screwed up in the garage or something like that, if I recall correctly. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was a way worse one where I bought a squat rack and I was like, I'm pretty handy. I can put this together. And then it, I wasn't going to clear the ceiling, so I built it on its side oh, and then tipped it up. <laughs> and I was like, I got this, I got this. I was like, I know this isn't the greatest move ever. And then it was like crushing me because I had it on the wrong angle and it wasn't going to clear the ceiling. Mm. And I was just like, you know what, this is probably worth it for the memes if I die this way installing my own squat rack. But yeah, I think I think other people bring it up way more than I do, and it's, it's led to especially with this latest picture, just a lot of disappointment. We're like, doesn't this guy talk about working out a lot? Like, what's going on with him? And I'm like, I'm you know, I wore an undershirt and altitude and, you know, it's just a lot of issues going on. Yeah, yeah. Real, well, I mean, Cappy's got plenty of issues. I mean, he literally just openly brags about, like, letting one rip and farting in, like, public places. Like, No, 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 that's not accurate. What happened was I was in a very in loud bowling alley. Oh, he's Dude. done it in studio for sure. We literally caught one. That's, like, you could, like, you could hear it on the air, like, barely. Like, it was hilarious. I just think there's a where anybody that's done this job, like I get the science behind it, but you know, if you're going to do it in a studio, especially towards your last segment, knowing you're, you're handing off the studio to somebody else, like there's mm-hmm. a place in hell for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know it's true, Sorry. but I will just say this. What happened was Saturday night, I was at a bowling alley or Friday night. It was a very loud bowling alley. It was a dark bowling alley. So because it was super loud, I could just let it go and not have to worry about anybody like going, was that you? Was that you? So it's a very um, liberating feeling, Ryan. Well, you know, uh, without knowing you that well, I'll guess that's not the first time that's happened at that point. No, so you're probably okay. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, I feel like Laker fans were pooping their pants most of the season, and now they feel a little better about it. And honestly, Rosillo, I feel like if they're on the seven line and they have to play Memphis – like it, let's obviously they have to beat Minnesota, right? But they they play Memphis. Like I feel okay about them on that side of the bracket. Where are you on them? I'm open to anything. I still think it'd be a little surprising if they won the West. But you know, look, the Lakers are such an incredible franchise, and the LeBron factor just adds to it. That you know, there's just so much joy from non-Lakers people watching them get off to this start. But you know, it's one thing for them to turn it around, but it's also the reality of realizing like they're their guys three through nine or four through nine you're like what are they doing and for them to figure this out on the fly to have this rotation be so much better uh, have better fits around it better options you know i've said that i'm not a huge fan of moving picks that could come back to haunt you for no guarantee and sliding up in tears in your conference which i don't know that this trade guarantees them necessarily anything um, but really, it all comes down to, as you guys know, it's just Anthony Davis. Like, I've defended him. I have stuck up for him at his best. I, I loved him. And, you know, I think in the 31 games that he's played, the Lakers have played 34, so he's played 31 of 34. I voted him all NBA. He's He's been incredible. And the funny thing is, is that I finally kind of, like, emotionally broke up with him <laughs> because there was a game in Memphis where he kept falling down all the time again. And I'm like, how am I – like – how is this going to work? But that's kind of the point is that all of this Lakers stuff of the last couple of years, if he's just him, he doesn't even have to be a better version that's never existed before. If he's just the really good Anthony Davis, this team has a chance to make some real noise. And I think the front office obviously deserves a lot of credit, even if I don't like necessarily the overall price paid at the trade deadline. It's 
pretty remarkable to change out that many rotational players and look like a completely different team in season. And and because there was so much pressure towards the last, maybe let's call it 10 games or so, I think as we get to the end of the regular season, we realize, look what they did after the All-Star break. Look what they did after the trade deadline. I mean, they're one of the top teams record-wise that we probably weren't really paying attention to and certainly one of the top teams defensively. So with everybody healthy, Ryan, I mean, I, I think going into these playoffs, they got a, a real shot that pre-trade deadline they didn't have. Do you agree or disagree? Yeah, they have a real shot. I mean, comparing it to, to what we thought before. Now, I mean, any of us that watch or pay attention to any of this stuff, like you, you could come up with a counter and be like, well, they were playing for their playoff lives for weeks and other teams were completely shutting it down, whether they were tanking or they already knew their seating. I mean, the East was so weird. The last day didn't even matter about any of the seating. So, you know, you could play that game if you want, um, but I don't think that would tell the entire story. The defense is greatly improved. Uh, but, you know, then as we're sitting here and talking it out, like I would just ask you, are you picking them? Are you picking them to be in the NBA Finals? Because I, as much as I'm, I'm open-minded about what they could do, they could beat Memphis. Of course yeah. they could beat Memphis, you know? Um, I wouldn't pick them against Phoenix. I think Golden State with Wiggins is a problem. Uh, I know no one really respects Denver. <laughs> and they, you know, really limped here the last 20-plus games, but I don't know if that's because of just trying to monitor what was going on. And, and you know, I don't, I don't like being that flat when you've never really done anything in the playoffs. You know, they have that one Western Conference Finals appearance. Like, some of these teams are really funny how they kind of carry themselves as if, like, don't worry about it. We've got to switch. And like, dude, you've never been out of the second round. Like, <laughs> who, why are we supposed to defer to your confidence? So, you know, as much as I think any of us that have, have watched it, like you guys, I mean, it's, it's the home base for you. Are you picking them? No. Like, is anybody I, I, really doing that? I, I, could, I could talk myself into them in the Western Conference Finals on the seventh side of the bracket where they can beat Memphis and maybe maybe beat the Warriors if they beat Sacramento because they, they just have had some success against them this season, and I just don't feel like they have an Anthony Davis um, – uh, remedy, you know what I mean. So like, I, I I can convince myself that maybe they can beat the Warriors and get to like a conference finals. But honestly, Rosillo, if you told me seven of the top eight teams um, would get to the finals out of the West, I'd be like, yeah, sure, whatever. I I'm with you. Why not? See, that's why I'm on the opposite side. I am picking them. I am going yes because LeBron came back, had enough time to reintegrate. Well, and don't forget, he saw the LeBron James of foot doctors. That is also true. <laughs> So uh, all I'm saying is is that if there's one team that has a chance to truly peak within, call it the next 10 or 12 or 14 games, it's the Lakers. So, yes, Ryan, I am picking them. You're picking them to win the West. That's correct. Okay, so why – and, again, I'm not even, like, going, oh, my God, you're crazy. Like, how did you say that? Why are they allowed the benefit of the doubt of, like, peaking at the right time but not Phoenix, who never lost a game when Durant played? Never lost. Um only because I'm being a homer, really. Yeah. really <laughs> the only reason. I love the honesty. Yeah. yeah. No, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. the only reason. I'm just being a homer. Now we don't have to debate it anymore. There you go. It's over. That's yeah. it. Yeah, it's, it's not really about like yeah. analysis. It's just purely about being a homer. Yeah. Well, honestly, the station could, could use the extra rounds, though, too. <laughs> right. I mean, there's that. Right. Um, but, but anyway, um, so let's talk about the rest of the West. You said, you, you know, obviously, you know, Golden State. Look, if Wiggins is playing there, I think the number is something like plus 22 per 100 possessions, which is absolutely insane. Um, and then Phoenix, I, I know people worry about like the depth, and maybe that would 
I think, make them push further in a series, like extend a series. But I still think just Durant is too much, in, in, especially with the combination of Booker and Paul has to be your fourth best player. Like, I think Phoenix is the best team in the West. But honestly, I think all of this is for naught because if Milwaukee's healthy, I think they're steamrolling everybody, Ryan. Steamrolling, um, I don't know. You know, maybe we're just kind of arguing the semantics here. But I mean, something I'll talk about my pod tomorrow is that, like, I went through the last 26 seasons and the point differential for the number one team this year is behind all of them. Like, I, I ran out of, like, the, the file that I had didn't go back far enough for me to keep looking for it. Boston led the NBA point differential, and it was like in the sixes, which is incredibly low. Again, there's not a lower season in the last 26, I think, that I was able to even look up. So it probably goes even further back from that, looking at some of those Bulls teams. So you know, this whole season has been unlike what we grew up with, where you know you could talk about parity, but for the most part, it was those three teams. Um, with Middleton, yeah, healthy Middleton, I picked the Bucks over everybody, uh, and that's what I think of Giannis. Like I had a hard time with the MVP vote. I really did. And for a couple of days, I was like, "Why are you making this complicated?" And I was like, "You know, what? I just don't think Giannis necessarily had the season MB did, even though I take Giannis seven days out of seven. Uh, but the Middleton part definitely impacted them last year. And you know, they lost to a Boston team that's pretty good, but I, I wouldn't say like is off the charts special. So I don't know. I got to see what Middleton looked like because even, you know, it took him a while to even look normal again, which I actually thought he got to that point. You know, we had uh, Horst on the GM, and I said, I finally felt like, you know, forget the stats. It looks like he's actually moving around a little bit now that's better. And, and Giannis desperately needs somebody when the other team focuses on just building that wall and shutting him down to have some kind of outlet who a guy, you, you know, you just can't leave. And it's not like he's some spot up guy. So I would agree on the Bucks part of it, but it's just. This has become really hard <laughs> with this league, especially the last couple of years, of we don't know. And the playoffs start this week. You know, this would be like six teams in the NFL playoffs getting their quarterback ready who hadn't played in like right. three weeks. Right. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't really make any sense. And that's why you, know, you can spend all this time watching everything. Like I was doing the season series matchups, and I, as soon as it starts going on, they took three out of four of them the regular season. You're like, let me go back and look at the box scores and who played and who didn't play. You're like, oh, this guy missed two, and they missed two, and the whole thing. So it all kind of cancels itself out. Uh, so that's why, like, yeah, one through seven in the West, you know, I'm, I'm open to it in a, year, in, a, in a way this year that I've never been open to it before because I think that's kind of the lesson of the season so far. Last thing here, um, I'm curious. I feel like everybody looks at Sacramento and thinks of them. You mentioned football, so like the way we used to think about the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, but Sacramento is so different this year. Nobody gives them a chance. How about you? Not against Golden State healthy. Like, that's the one team that I actually can throw out the numbers. Like, it doesn't make any sense, their road record. By the way, only one team in the West had a winning record on the road this year, yeah. and it was Sacramento, uh, which usually is one of, like, the default things I'll look at for teams in the playoffs. Like, wait, did you beat anybody in the road? Oh, you didn't? Okay, you know, how seriously am I going to take you? How did you do against 500 teams or better? Um, Sacramento's defense, I just can't get past it despite the fact that their five guys played together, I think the last time I looked more than anybody else in the league, when you look at the line of combinations and they played this year in a way, when you first started watching them, you go, these guys look like they played together for like three years. That's how, like how quickly it happened, how, how in tune they were with each other. But I can't get past the fact that they've steadily been like the fifth or sixth worst defense all season long. If it was a different matchup in the first round, you're right. It feels like it's being very dismissive of Sacramento, 
But if there's one team out of this Western group that I'm going to give the benefit of the doubt to, it's the Warriors with Wiggins back. And I think the sneaky part of this Warriors thing, despite the ups and downs of every other week, Kaminga's like a problem now. I mean, again, maybe problems is no overstatement. No, he's good, though. He's good. I'll give you that. Yeah, like there's there's more going on there now with him where he was almost like a DNP in a playoff spot, Mm -hmm. and now he's going to play real minutes. So you're right. It's dismissive of Sacramento. But they're going up against the one team in the West that I think it's okay to assume some things with with Wiggins back. Ryan Rosillo hanging out with us here. All right, last one for me, um, because obviously here um, everyone hates the Celtics. And, you know, you, yeah, you, your, sure. guy, your guy Bill, uh, the Bill Simmons, um, you know, obviously is Mr. Celtics. So I was yeah. listening to one of his podcasts. I always listen to the ones you guys do together, and obviously I listen to yours. But he did one with Mike Shore. Um, the um, co-creator of Parks and Rec, and he was a writer on The Office, etc. Big Boston Celtics guys. You know, he's part of the Levitard crew too. Um, and they were like lamenting, like like they sounded terrified that the Celtics were going to have to play the Heat. Well, you tell them that I say they don't have anything to be that afraid of uh, this year. Okay, I can't believe it. This, it's been going on for two months, Adano. Yeah, I mean, listen, <laughs> I- is it going to be a tougher series because it's them? Sure, they know each other. There's a lot of you know history there. Jimmy's going to be tough, right? Bam, Spo. I get all that, but they're not going to win the series, barring like a complete meltdown by the Celtics or an injury. I still can't believe what happened last year. I thought there was a massive gap in talent between those two teams, and yet Jimmy's a shot away from going, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that was one of those series. And I think that's what's haunting any Celtics fan, is that Boston was a superior team. Uh, remember that one game in Boston where they, Miami got a huge lead, and right. then Boston finds a way to come all the way back, and they still lost it. But yeah. I'm with you. Like, this Miami team can't score. No. And in a playoff series with a team that kind of knows what they're doing and knows what you like, Spolstra is the best. You've been on that. It wasn't a homer thing. Spolstra is the best coach in the NBA, and he finds ways to kind of rise the tide of the talent. But, you know, Lowry's not a threat anymore. As much as I love nope. Bam and Butler, like, really, Butler in a series, you're just going to have to coach your guys up to go stop jumping on the first move around the rim when he slams into you. Because he ended up taking, like, nine free throws a game this year because nobody was able to just adjust to it. So I think in a series, that's something to adjust to. I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's a it's it's history that's haunting any Celtics fan if that's the 2-7 matchup because from what I've watched from the Heat this year, like, nice story, but they're just not good enough. No, they, they're, they're shooting. They're, a better team. Shooting is terrible. They were the number one shooting team last year. They're like 26 this year. That's the big difference. Like, yeah. they don't they don't have the space. And, I mean, defensively, they're fine. Jimmy's fine. Those other guys are fine. But, yeah, it's not going to – tell them to just relax. And and they're going to say I'm going to say that only because I'm trying to rope-a-dope them. But I'm being honest. I'm serious. But he does rope-a-dope no, a lot. you're usually right? insufferable the other way around. Right. Now you're telling right. Well, remember, I, would, is right. I went on your podcast last year and said they're going to get to the conference finals at least and you thought I was being homerific then and look at look at what happened and I'm telling you the opposite this year yeah no I remember it because I was like oh here we go I, I didn't <laughs> care about the Miami Heat one way or another but during those ESPN radio days between oh, yeah. like Levitard show and then you being on like I ended up rooting against all of it just because of your <laughs> shows I like hated it <laughs> he did that to me this year then, I, I rooted against UCLA in the NCAA basketball tournament because he picked them to win the national championship I did I, same thing yeah 
It's okay. I like UCLA. What do you want me to tell you? I like Martin Jarman. It's great day. Great AD. Former Boston College AD, by the way. Mm. Uh, all right, Ryan Rosillo, the Ryan Rosillo podcast, uh, a part of the Ringer podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find it there. Uh, one of the most popular sports podcasts in America, brother. I love having you on. Thank you for coming on. Super proud of your success, and uh, we'll talk soon, dude. Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoy the play. I'm at R. There he is. There All right, go. we we got a break because Laura said we had to break, so I needed to end that quickly because you know Laura's in charge. You know that, right? Yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. All right, we're back in two minutes. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Get out of my dreams. Good video. Get into my car. Uh, 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 uh. Out of my mind. Get into my car. So this is Billy Ocean, is that right? Yeah, this is what Chris said. You didn't hear? Yeah, and then who's the other ocean that's currently like like a hot thing? Frank. Okay, yeah, I always Frank get them ocean. confused. He's I get a, them totally a, confused. I mean, Coachella. very completely different decades, but yeah. I know, but when I hear like ocean, I always think of this guy, Billy Ocean. By the way, do you know what movie this is from? What movie this is from? I don't. Can you give me it's a It's from the Corys. The Corys were in this movie. Like Corey Feldman and Corey Haim? Yeah. Um, give me a hint. What was the movie? Uh, it's about a. It's about driving. Um, is it um, Cross Country Adventure 1? No, License to Drive. Oh, License yeah. to Drive. I yeah. was going to say that next. Yeah. Might Th- be. Thanks to Ryan Rusillo for joining us there. Subscribe to his guy. podcast. Yeah. I don't know him. I- I've never met him before. Well, now you did. Yeah, I mean, you guys obviously must go back into some ESPN radio days. Yeah, when I went to, um, when I went to Bristol, you know, 10 years ago, we yeah. met there. Yeah, don't know him at all. Yeah, well, now Liked you him, do. though, today. Yeah. I think he liked your uh, your homerific admission there. I thought that was great. <laughs> he, he got you had a genuine chuckle out of him there. <laughs> I know he's like, wait a second, you're taking the Lakers to win the Western Conference? How dare you? What are you thinking? Yeah, I'm just being a homer. That's all. Yeah, <laughs> you know? he thought it was funny. Yeah, because look, here's the thing, George. Yeah, I want to see yeah the Lakers succeed. I like good stories. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is this. The Lakers are never considered an underdog because they're the Lakers. But the fact is, they were 2-10. and 10. 
The fact is, they had this terrible, toxic locker room situation. They made moves when everybody was saying they got to do something. Don't let this year go by and don't waste a year of LeBron's career. And they did. And it got to a point where people said, hey, look at Rob Palenka. He, he rebuilt this roster and rebuilt this season. And here they are. You know, they're not squeaking in at the, you know, the nine seed. They, they got to the seven. They were in contention for the six. They've got a matchup tomorrow night at home that I'm, te- I'm going to say it right now. They should easily win the game. I mean, if LeBron and AD were out, you'd be like, they're not going to win. And I'm not saying that, you know, the guys that are going to miss the game for Minnesota are the LeBron and AD of their team. They're just two starters and they're two really good players. They should easily win this game tomorrow night at home. I don't know about easily, but I think they should win. They're seven-point favorites, so, I mean, they, they should win the game. And I say easily, and I know that everybody is out there listening, and they're going, are you out of your mind, bro? Did you see the last few games that they played? When they played against the Phoenix G League team, it took them a long time to pull away, you know? Um, so, look, I get it. You know, the, the, the last few weeks of the season, the Lakers are playing for their playoff lives, and they're playing against teams that are really not all that good. And when they were against good teams, those teams were resting other players. So I get it. But I think the Lakers will peak at the right time. And I think that they will have an opportunity to do something to get to the Western Conference Finals and maybe even get to the NBA Finals. I know it sounds crazy, but I'm homering it all the way home. All right. Keep homering it all the way home, bro. Yeah. yeah, That's what I'm doing. It's all good. That's what I'm going to do. You know. Who are you picking? You going to pick the Clippers? No, I mean they're. I mean, if Paul George were healthy, maybe, but um, not, I mean, it's going to be tough to pick them. You going to pick the Suns? Uh, yeah, I think the Suns probably come out of the West if I had to bank on like a team. Okay, I, I do think the Lakers can be in the conference finals though. Like I told Rosillo, boy, if the Lakers make it to the conference finals, even though. We all know that it's it's championship or it's a failure. It would be a successful season considering that they where they started. Only no twelve teams doubt. Only twelve teams that made the playoffs after starting two and ten. So no doubt. And I know Laker fans don't want to hear that, and I get right. it, and they would be mad and blah blah blah. But about if it. you're being reasonable, right. Considering where everything started, you you would be okay. That would not be a bad first season for Darvin Ham, is what if, I would say. If the Lakers make it to the Western Conference Finals. Which I think is still very possible. And they get swept in the Western Conference mm, Finals. Now, sweep also changes the way people feel. All I'm saying, though, is, is no, that based no, you on can't, where you, this... I don't like getting swept. I know Shaq and Kobe and those guys got swept a couple of times or whatever, but like I, I just I don't like the feel of a sweep. Like, I don't... Who likes... Who, wait, you think, you think last year in Brooklyn they were like... You know, this sweep feels pretty good. No, I like it. There is no good feeling about a sweep. Right. Yeah. What I'm saying to you is, though, is that making it to the Western Conference Finals would be an incredible result yeah. based on where the season started, yeah. where it was at the All-Star break, sure. what happened during the, the trade deadline, 100%. and where they got to to get into the postseason. Yeah, 100%. If I were picking right now, um, like the series in, yeah. in the NBA right now, um, mm-hmm. it would be, I mean, for what we have, right? Like... Um, it would be, let me see, in the West. Well, we don't know who the play-ins are going to be yet. Uh, I got the Warriors in six in that series. Um, I would take, I'd pro- if Paul George doesn't play, I'm taking Phoenix, but I don't know in how many games yet. Like, if he plays, I think it could be seven. Uh, if he doesn't play, it could be six. You know what I mean? Who knows? Um, 
And then uh, that's pretty much it. We don't really know much else. Um, so, Well, I'm looking forward to watching what happens from here. Yeah. I, I mean, come on, LeBron. Come on, King. Well, Put now's on the that time. Crown. Now's come the time. On. Now's right. the time. Playoff LeBron. Come Ra- on. Radio Tinder's up next. We're going to get into the Dodgers at 545 as they've had a rough go to begin this season as well. A little uneven, and I think you and I had kind of predicted that potentially, and some of the drama around the pitch clock. We'll get to all that coming up in a second. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks, Christopher. But I'm waiting for you to say something. Was this the show that you really liked, George? Oh, my God, yeah. Better than The Office, too. Fight me. I don't care. Really? You want to fight over it? Yeah, fight me. No, because the Office fans get really upset. I actually had that take um, in one of my FaceTimes on Around the Horn. I actually went and said in my 30 seconds that listed why uh, Parks and Rec is better than the Office. And it of all the FaceTimes I've ever done, it was like the one that w- the one that went the most viral. I think that one, it was like a food one that I did that went super viral, too. Well, it's um, a controversial statement, you know. Uh, people, office people get really mad. And Listen, Parks, office but, versus Parks and Rec is kind of like Rihanna versus Beyonce. Once you're on the wrong side, mm-hmm. you know, you yeah. got problems. Well, that's fine. I'm on the Parks and Rec side. I'll mm-hmm. take Leslie Nope all day. Now, right. was Parks and Rec, was that Tina Fey and... Um, no, le- no, it's not Tina Fey. Yeah. Which one? Who's, who's, who's um, Parks Amy and Rec? Poehler. Amy Poehler. They're not on the show together? No, Tina Fey was on the show with Alec Baldwin, um, oh. 30 Rock. Okay, so, yeah. all right. Why is Which it- was also a good show. Why isn't this one of those things where both can be true? You can't like both of them? No, you people, you're either one or the other. Hmm. I didn't wow. like The Office. That was, it was whatever. I must tell you guys, both The Office and Parks and Rec, not um, well-versed on either. Not shocked. Um, not shocked, but also you really miss out on good television. Both very good, but I, I like... I can watch, let me tell you something, my wife and I very rarely agree on television or movies or any of that stuff, and she and I can watch Parks and Rec together all the time. Hmm. It's a good rewatchable? Oh, tons. There's like tons, like I think FX or one of them, Comedy Central. the first season. Yeah, first season was, Mm. they were testing stuff. Now, granted, it was only like six episodes. But it was was rough because- But but season two, out of control. And they did like 20 episodes in season two, so they made up for whatever the first season was, so. That's very true. All right, well, at least listen, all I can tell you guys is I'm three episodes into Ted Lasso this season. So I'm glad I stuck with it. Episode one, didn't love. Episode two, got better. Episode three, hysterical. And I'm getting ready now for episode four. What's the name of the soccer player that's in Ted Lasso? Zava. Zava, yeah. Zava, hilarious. Yeah. yeah. 
See, yeah. so I'm caught up on that. Good for of. you. Good for you, Cappy. Yeah. Football is life. Yeah. Uh, all right. Go ahead, Lynn. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, so last weekend was WWE's WrestleMania weekend here in LA. And yeah. I'm mm-hmm. not sure if you guys saw, but Stephen A. Smith actually made an appearance I saw on that. the kickoff show before the main broadcast. Yeah. So this past Friday, during his show uh, No Mercy with Stephen A. Smith, he talked it's about- his podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. His, right. his podcast video show. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about his experience being ringside, and he said that it, it set something off inside of him. So here's oh, really? what he said. If Snoop Dogg get in the ring, I can too. Oh, yeah. stop. But I ain't fighting no, nobody. Can. I want to be a bad guy manager. Yeah. Oh, there we go. I want to be the next Bobby the Brain Heenan. Oh, yep. that I like. I'd be a villain. Yeah. I ain't going to lie, and I'd love it. All right, so do you guys think Stephen yes. A would ever actually become a regular character on WWE? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I want you to get Stephen A on, and okay. I only want to talk to him about this. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that's not true, obviously, but I, I do want to do talk it. to him about this. I was actually going to suggest him for later in the week, but fair No, enough. he could do it. He could do it, man. Listen. See if he could come on Thursday. Okay. Look, Pat McAfee is jumping off the top ring rope and somersaulting into people. Stephen A, a little bit older than Pat McAfee and a lot more removed from any of his athletic days. Pat McAfee's, you know, a few years removed from playing football and probably left a bit early. But Stephen A, to be a bad guy manager, and we've all had this idea. George, I've told you the story about going backstage at a WWE show and Sergeant Slaughter at the time was running the the, the storylines. And I was trying to convince Sergeant Slaughter that I should be a bad guy manager, you know, because I wanted to manage Goldberg and I wanted to manage uh, Prince Albert, right. whose real name was Matt Bloom. So right. I wanted Kaplan to be the, the guy who kind of had all the Hebrew wrestlers. Right. I mean, remember, you tried to convince Jericho. That I should be his manager? Well, I, I think you tried that first and then you. And then he you, called you a crumb of a nacho. And then he called you the crumb of a nacho. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right. But yeah. he's What was good. that, Chris? I'm sorry. Right, yeah. right, but I like that Stephen A has the same idea. Yeah, you so know? you feel like if you and Stephen A are on the same wavelength, then you're on to something. Well, I've been on to something with Stephen A for a long time. It's just that you know, he committed his life to becoming a star at ESPN, and I committed my life to having four kids. And yeah. now, too many years later, I'm still trying to do the same thing. You yeah. feel me? Have more kids? No, not have more kids. Now I'm now I'm going back into the Stephen A world. You oh, know? now I'm now right. I'm working for ESPN. You oh, know? right, right, right. Well, second part of the question. Yeah. Um. If you were a wrestler, do you think, would you be either a heel or a babyface? Oh, a heel all day. So much more fun. You too, Cappy? Um, no, nah, probably not. Probably not. I'd probably be a babyface. Oh, see, yeah, I, I would, everybody love would love to me. be a heel. Yeah. Heel is so much more fun. So much more fun. Yeah. I mean, listen, I've, I've been a heel in a wrestling ring before. Yeah. Where, like, it was great, and I grabbed a chair, and I went after somebody in the yeah. middle of a, you know, like, arm wrestling match that had gone wrong to start a WWE promotion. And I liked it. I liked everybody booing at me and yelling at me. And I was cursing at everybody and yelling back when I had the microphone. I'm going to tell everybody what a bunch of losers you are. Blah, blah, blah. But uh, I think I'll be a baby face. Aww. I'd be but I could go sure. back and forth like Death the Road did. Which I didn't way. get to see last night, the A&E uh, special on Death the Road. Oh, it you missed it. It was fantastic, Cappy. You're going to love it. It's great. Did you record it? <laughs> I um I think I set like a timer like tell me when it's on one of those kinds of deals. And you didn't watch it, right? Yeah. No, I went to sleep last night. I was like, I'm gonna watch this thing, and then I was like, Nah. I I tried to find it. I couldn't figure it out on YouTube TV. It was a whole thing. Did your remote didn't tell you? I should have asked my remote. Played. Th- I'll try right now. Mm. Doth the road the American dream? Let me see what happens. 
Maybe you need to use your uh, your remote voice. You, you know what the, showed up? The voice showed up? What? Does the road the American dream? Uh, you should you whisper. Go whisper. Wait a second. Here it is. That's the road the American dream right here, daddy. You don't know about hard times, daddy. Oh, I'm, I'm going into YouTube TV right now. See, there you go, Cappy. All you need is your, your voice to nice. make it happen. Yeah. All right, so next one. The yeah. Tampa Bay Rays are off to the best start of any major league team. Dude. Yeah. Crazy. They're they're having one of the most dominant starts ever, as they are a perfect nine and zero so far, and they're doing mm-hmm. things that teams teams haven't done in decades. Here are a few of them. Each of the team's nine wins have come by at least four runs. Wow. Uh, the last time an MLB team had as many consecutive wins, all by at least four runs, was the 1939 Yankees with their ten consecutive wins that led them to a World Series championship. <laughs> and their run differential is currently up to plus fifty seven. Insane. Which. For context, that's 35 runs better than any other team in baseball right now. Yeah. So the as, Brewers are the next team at plus 25. Yep. And as ESPN's own Jeff Passan points out, this is the first time since 1884 that a team. Oops, my phone's ringing there. <laughs> that is a that team, your burner phone? No, that's my regular phone. That's right. Yeah. We should talk, discuss how you have a burner phone. Okay, we'll talk about that. Yeah. When I let me finish uh, spewing out uh, Jeff Patton's L- stats. A little later, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's the first time since 1884 that a team has had a run differential of more than 50 through their first nine games. And for perspective, uh, that 1884 season was the first year pitchers were allowed to throw overhand, and the pitcher's mound <laughs> was only 50 feet from home plate. Wow. So do these early season stats and records mean anything to you at all? Swipe left or swipe right? Yeah, swipe right. It's huge, dude. It's insane what they're doing. And look, they've been good for years. They played, obviously, the Dodgers um, in a World Series. Like, they... They've been very good for a long time. Andrew Friedman's old club uh, was built the right way. And, uh, you know, they continue to find a way to mine great players in the minors and bring them up. The Rays right now are in the bottom of the eighth, and there's two outs, and they're playing the Red Sox, and they're up one nothing. Interesting that we're talking about all these runs that they've scored and the run differential, and tonight... They're in a one nothing game at the yeah. end of the eighth You're inning. Not going to win now. every game by no. six or whatever. So I'll just say this: the question was, does this, does all of this like make it to your radar? For me, I got to be honest, not really. It's nine games into the season, and I haven't really paid much attention other than you know just hear, hearing the story. It's already five percent of the season. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, this doesn't really this doesn't really register on my radar yet. Okay. All right. I mean, nine and zero is impressive. Don't I mean, me if wrong. the Padres were nine and zero, you'd be talking about it. Well, or if the Dodgers were nine and zero, I'd be talking about it. But yeah. you know, because those are the teams that I follow. Gutty little Padres. Dodgers are yeah. not. They are not. They, well, we'll get to them in a second. But yeah. go ahead, Lindsay. Right, you got last one more one here. So in, yeah. in October of 2022, I told you guys that uh, remember Billy McFarlane, the Fire Festival guy. Yeah. He had gotten out of jail, and he said he was planning on putting on another festival. And yesterday, he tweeted, "Quote: Fire Festival Two is finally happening." Tell me why you should be invited. Well, the details after his tweet are pretty much, you know, non-existent. And he has no timeline for the festival and whether or not any musical guests are interested in attaching their names to it. But I wanted to ask, since he spent so much time in jail for the first fire Festival fraud, do you think that he will actually make it happen this time? Swipe left or swipe right? Cappy, you go first. I'm going to swipe left and say no. I'm going to say that um, reputation hurt, maybe destroyed, uh, I can't imagine people putting money into this deal. So, um, and I really don't even remember that much about the whole story until you kind of people just, showed up there and there were tents. Yeah, no, I mean you you reminded us, and I just I didn't really remember it until you kind of said he went to jail for all this stuff. 
I don't think so. I don't think he's going to be able to pull this off. Two really good documentaries on it, by the way. One on Hulu right. and one on Netflix. Yeah, I know. That's crazy. By the I way, speak- Dusty Rhodes first. speaking of uh, documentaries, there's before we close Radio Tinder, uh, there is going to be one that's going to be on FX Live, uh, five-part series, and then eventually on Hulu, uh, about Tupac and his mom, uh, which I, I saw the trailer for. It looks incredible. Um, so if you're a Tupac fan, um, you should definitely watch it. So I just got to find time to watch all these docs. Yeah. All right. That is Radio Tinder brought to us each and every day by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. Award winning small batch premium sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves available everywhere. Fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com, and demand the extraordinary with Tequila Mandala. All right. Lindsay, you mentioned, or Cap, you mentioned the Dodgers. So the Dodgers, not so hot. 500 ball. And you and I kind of talked about this. Before the season started, we could kind of see this coming a mile away. Let's dive into it and some of the issues with the pitch clock next. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Wow, to the very last drop. You forget how uh, central these songs are. If you mm-hmm. listen to some of them, it's like, what? <laughs> like, some of the songs where I'm like, oh, my God, that's what they were talking about? I was you mean when they school. said, I want your body? You didn't You didn't think that was I like... Mean, I was young. She was young when these songs came out, and I was belting them. I'm sure Lindsay was saying Yeah, we, you know? were, we were, like, probably, like... I was probably like twelve. I don't know. Yeah. What I mean, came Keith out. Sweat is definitely in the Mount in the Mount Rushmore, the top five. Yeah. of baby making music. When There's you no said Babyface, I was trying to throw in Keith Sweat. I know Keith I Sweat is in there. Yeah. Keith Sweat is in that Babyface. Uh, him and like Babyface were like like you know the, like the top two seeds in that era. Yeah, isn't Mount Rushmore four guys? Yes. And yet you just put somebody into a top five. Right. I said, or a top five. Okay. So we're going to add a, a Rushmore. No. What I said, you can do or. a Mount Rushmore or a top five. Oh, okay. So it's four or five. Top four or five. Right. Depending on how far you want to go down this path. Because you've already, uh, for the previous generation, you've given Barry White and uh, who was the other? Marvin Gaye. No, I didn't give Marvin Gaye. That was Lindsay. It was Lindsay. I okay. said that's what people would answer. I'm Marvin Gaye is a good one. Yeah, um, I'm sure. And then in the next generation, you'd have Babyface and Keith Sweat. You know, mm-hmm. so that would be four. That would be a Mount Rushmore. But if you want to, ex- there's got to be a fifth somewhere. I'm sure. 
I mean, you can also do like groups because then you can do, oh. you know what I'm saying? Like that's different. Yeah. I've really never used like Keith Sweat or Babyface eh. for baby SWV. making music. I was thinking more like New Edition, Boys to Men. New Edition? Boys to Men? I don't think of Boys to Men as baby making music. I mean, you could do some stuff. Well, yeah, you're right. You're right, actually. Really? You could do some stuff, Laura? Is that right? You could do some stuff? stuff, you know? Really? Oh. <laughs> really? The, the Backstreet Boys are going to hook no, you no, in the boo up? No, huh? Not Backstreet. No, no. I didn't oh. say Backstreet. New Edition. Like, yes. Because, you know, like New Kids on the Block. I mean, okay. That that new kids on the block wouldn't do it for me, but hmm. just saying. So Cap, if you don't if you don't think that these songs qualify, what is your type of baby making music then? Well, no, I'm not saying that they don't qualify. I'm just saying that I don't use them. Right. So what's your what's like what's your idea of that? Um, I really got to say that I I got to think of the name of the album, but I had this Sting album that I used to use. A not Sting, Sting album. Yeah. Wait, not Sting the, the Tears of Rose or something not, like that. Not Sting the Wrestler. Sting the Singer. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and. Um, and I wish I could remember the name of the album. Oh, I mean, if we wanted to go one-hit wonders, though, like Freak Me. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. You know? I, if y'all said New Edition was a no-no, yours is definitely a hell no. I mean, Sting, I, I, I mean, that's, I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to knock you, Cappy, because I don't, I don't, I mean, I guess Sting has some music like that. That could be. It just depends on your speed, I guess, yeah. to Laura's yeah. point. Yeah, that's I gotta, true. Uh, I got to <laughs> say, I got to say that, you know? um, I got to think of the name of this album, but it worked four times, is all I'm saying. Oh, oh right. Is that you like the song where oh. like, when we walk through fields of something? Yeah, we walk through fields of something. Or that song that he did, that fields did of he gold. ripped off? Yes. Oh, there we go, gold. I thought I was thinking great, but I knew that wasn't the right word. What about anybody, the Diddy song? Can anybody help a brother out here? Does anybody know the name of the Sting album? Like, it was like a... Desert Rose is what you're no, talking about. I don't think that was it, man. The, one the Desert like, Rose! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the weird, like, you know... That's when he was all tantric. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That's the word I was looking for. I'm trying to see if I can figure By this way, out. By the way, Jodeci. That's a good one. Jodeci's good, Jodeci's. Yeah. I was really sad this weekend. Funchy went to go see New Edition. Yeah. And I wanted to go. I'm like, dang it. Yeah. But another time. Hmm. Jodeci is good. I want to get freaking with you. Jodeci's great. Like Drew Hill. I really was into Drew Hill, too. I mean, there's... Yeah. I, By the way, that's something you were just singing. Yeah. I don't think that's, that's Jodeci. That isn't Jodeci. You're right. Who it's sings silk. Freaky with Freaky you? Silk, baby. right? Oh yeah, right. that's a come good on, jam. George, do better, man. Yeah, uh, that is Freak like me one of the top is five. Jo- Freak me yes, is Jodeci, exactly. right? Come on. Okay. Do better, dude. Do better. A lot of freak songs, you know. There is. <laughs> there is. It's hard. That I mean, it's all. It was, it was and, and it was also thirty yeah. years ago. Exactly. Yeah. Don't forget yeah. about Super Freak, by the way. Yep. No, that's not another contemporary. There's another contemporary reference for you. Right, but Rick James in the house. It's funny that we're talking about this because my mom, like was talking about music and how my nieces were listening to very provocative, very out there music. And I said, Mom, your music was not any better. It's just slower. So I feel like my mom has definitely been this person that's like, don't listen to that. And I was like, did you not pay attention to what you were listening to? Right, exactly. Adina Howard, Freak Like Me. That's also another freak song. From oh, there is more freaking. Good yeah. Um, all right, the Dodgers rough weekend. Now, I, when the season, before the season started, we had Blake on. Balake. Correct. And I said to him, Blake, is the division kind of catching up to him a little bit, right? Because um, he and I talked about, I said, like, I feel like Arizona is, like, going to end up becoming the National League version of what Baltimore was last year. Like, a bunch of young guys that played around 500 ball that get you excited to think, oh, this team is coming. You know what I mean? And he agreed. He thought that was the case. And, you know, we saw some of that, obviously. 
Um, but you and I, Cappy, also talked about like they've got holes in ways that they haven't had in a number of years. Well, I mean, look, just coming into the season, and, and if we're just looking at on on paper, you know what you're going to get, or at least you know what you think you're going to get with Julio Urias. You are hopeful that Clayton Kershaw can remain healthy. But after that, you don't have Walker Bueller. You know, uh, Gratterall, uh, not Gratterall, uh, uh, I'm losing the name here. Um, any help? Anybody? Anybody? Throw me a li- no, no, no. Uh, with a G. Don't anybody? Slide. Thank you. Thank you. Nobody. Some, I, I was wondering if anybody was going to send me a life preserver. Here. No, I didn't know where you were going. Well, it, was, like, it was with a G. Yeah. Gonsolin is st- is hurt and and you know really didn't pitch very much in the second half of last season. So if you were a Dodger fan and you were realistic coming into this season, Orias won. Okay, fine. Kershaw hopeful. Dustin May coming off of Tommy John and being out for like a year and a half essentially. Yeah. Syndergaard, mm-hmm. you're not really really sure. And then what they got yesterday from this young kid, Michael Grove. I mean. Guy gave up nine runs, 12 hits, got 10 outs, just nothing. And Dave Roberts is like, look, they just they just beat up on us yeah. three out of four in every way. Yeah. So, but, but on the other hand, let me just say this, and I'll be the it's early guy. It's 10 games. Uh, yeah, I, I get it, but it's still like a little – I think that this is going to be more the norm this year, where they're going to um, – be challenged to win the division. Like I don't think this is like a small thing. And because last year they beat up on Colorado and Arizona, and I mean Colorado's still not that good in my opinion. But Arizona's going to be like a pretty good team, and you know the gutty little Padres obviously are going to be there. Um, the Giants are all I I, I feel like going to be hovering around five hundred. So I, I think that the division has gotten a little more challenging for them in a year where they're a little weaker. You got to come up with a nickname for the Arizona Diamondbacks. You know, I mean, they're, they're are they gutty? Are they little? Or are they like some sort of uh, powerhouse? The that sneaky I've missed? snakes. How about that? There you go. Sneaky, sneaky Arizona is not too bad. Yeah. Look, I think we're only ten games in, and the Dodgers are five and five. So it's not like the sky is falling. It's just that everybody is so accustomed to them being so dominant over the course of the last 10 years, and no one in the division has really presented any competition, mostly because nobody in the division has anywhere near the kind of money. And all of a sudden, we know the story about how San Diego has gone nuts and spent a ton of money to sign a bunch of guys that are going to be in their early 40s by the time these contracts are done. So if I were, if I were the Dodger fans right now, would I be worried? I was worried coming into the season. Mm-hmm. But at five and five, when the leaders in the division are six and four and six and four through ten games, I'm not too worried. Yeah, I, I am because the, not nothing is really going well for them. I think you know what I mean. Like the pitching's not that great. Uh, the hitting has been kind of hit and miss through ten games. Now, granted, to your point, it is early. I get it, but eventually that stuff runs out, right? Um, and I think they have real holes. So I, I don't know how those are going to get fixed necessarily. Um, well, what do you mean? You keep telling me that Andrew Friedman, in your opinion, is the smartest guy in pro sports. Right, but they're so also... How do you think it's going to get fixed? They're also organization... Well, they've they've made a decision, right? That they're going to have to... Um, that they're going to play young guys this year. And there's growing pains with that. So it doesn't mean that they're not going to still be it in, in it in the end. Um, as far as the regular season is concerned, I do think that'll be the case, but it's going to be a more of a slog this year than it's been in a while. Yes, it will be a much more competitive division this year because the Dodgers will not run away with it. Right. At least 
I don't think they will. Right. And I also don't think that the Padres will run away with it. I certainly don't expect Arizona to run away with it. I don't think San Francisco is really going to compete for the division title, and Colorado probably never will. But I just don't think that the Padres, no matter how much money they've spent, and even when they get Tatis back later this month, I don't think the Padres will run away. I think the Dodgers will be there all season long. But they're not going to dominate the division in all likelihood the way they have over the course of the last 10 years. Now, did you say earlier that their hitting is hit and miss? Uh, yeah, I think that you look at Max Muncy. I mean, Max Muncy's your four hitter, and he's hitting, I mean, I, I have to check again, but he was hitting like 115, for God's sake. Yeah. And but, and I know they put up runs this weekend, but like early in the season, like those first four games, you're like, eh, you know, the hitting was like hit or miss. They had the one game, obviously, where Taylor and Hayward went off and hit home runs. But, I, you know, I, I just still think that they're, they're not consistent at anything just yet, in my opinion. Like, and I, and I think the pitching has is a glaring hole that you and I discussed. I love that you're saying that the hitting is hit and miss because just by virtue of like being a batter, they're going to hit or miss. You're going to sometimes you're going to hit. Yeah, and then more often than not, you're going to miss. Right. So as a just by definition alone, correct. It's hit and miss, man. It is. And you're right. It's uh, like Max in Muncy's basketball. One twenty one. It's like in basketball when they say it's a make or miss league. Right. You're either going to make it or you're going to miss it. Right. Max Muncy, 121. Yeah, not good. Mm-mm. That can't be your four-hitter. They need to rearrange the lineup already. Already. Oh, my God. Already. Dude, you can't let somebody hit 121 or whatever the hell. Why not? I don't care if it's only 10 games. That's enough of a sample size for me to say, like, mm, probably not a good idea considering he struggled last year. He's got 33 at-bats. Right. Give, this, give him 100 what at-bats did he do and last figure year? it out. Remember last year? I mean, yeah, but but he's one of your guys. And so if you know Dave Roberts, and I know you do, you know that when Dave is loyal to his guys, right, but you can be loyal and just time. drop him in the order. I mean, come on. This early in the season? I mean, really? I mean, last year he hit under the Mendoza. Where is the Mendoza exactly? 200. Okay. Just wanted to make sure. Yeah. Just want to make sure I knew what the Mendoza was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chris Taylor's under the Mendoza at 125. I'm mean, just taking a look at some of these numbers right here. Yeah. I mean, JD Martinez. Do you know who Mendoza is? Um, isn't she the girl who used to play no, softball? That's Jessica Mendoza. Okay. She definitely hit over the Mendoza. Okay. Um, it's Mario Mendoza. And what's Mario Mendoza's deal? Um, he played for the Pirates. I uh-huh. want to say. Yeah. Career average 215. Really? But a lot of years under the Mendoza. I did not know that that was a real guy. I kind of thought that the Mendoza line was kind of like an equator somewhere that I never learned about. Yeah. And that, you know, if you were under it, I just thought it was a phrase. I didn't know it was a real dude. Yeah. Uh, I believe George Brett used to call it the Mendoza line. So George Brett gets credit for the Mendoza line. I believe so, yeah. Okay. All right. Cap, did you know that Cy Young was actually a person, too? Yeah, that I knew. Cy Young, I knew. That I got. Tommy that John. Got. Tommy yeah, John surgery. Tommy John surgery. Well, you Tommy were alive John, when Tommy guy. John was pitching. Yes, so there Tommy was John, that. real guy. Yeah. Cy Young, real guy. Yeah. I will buy that. Yeah. Did I know Cy Young was a real guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's a funny question. That is good, Lindsay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're Lindsay Baseball. Of course, you would know that. All right. Coming up next, Cappy, let's get into the pitch clock stuff because that also created havoc this weekend. And do the Lakers have the right rhythm to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. We'll get into what that means. Dave McMiniman will join us at 6.15. Stick around. We're back in two minutes.